Hello? Hello. How have you been? How's the weather out there where you are? Why do we ask people that? Like, do you really care about the weather where I'm at? Yep, because I want to compare it to the weather where I am. Why is that important? This is episode number 45. Yo, what up? This is your old friend, Alvin. I missed you. I'm glad you made it back. Don't go anywhere. It's about to get real in here. So just lay back and chill. Get naked even and cleanse your mind, body, and soul for the next 17 minutes. Here are your hosts, LaFool and A. To get a sense of what you're going through, A, so that I can either empathize with you and kind of like share the experience or B, enjoy the fact that you probably have better weather than I do. See, I don't do any of that. I don't care how the weather is where you are or where anybody else is. Unless you are in imminent danger. I had a friend who survived Dorian and then I cared very much about the weather for, you know, nine or 10 days. But in general... I don't ask, or if I do, I actually don't care how the weather is where anybody is. Does that make me not empathetic? I question whether you're empathetic anyway, but it definitely would add another layer onto that. I think all of us, to some degree, have empathy. It's just at different levels. According to the scriptures, Christ looked over Jerusalem and he wept. He could feel the emotion of the nation of Israel that lay before him. That's empathy. Some people, on the other hand, can sit and watch Rome burn and play a fiddle. That's a lack of empathy. You question my ability to be empathetic or to have empathy, but you don't know my background and you don't know what I faced if I shared my feelings at all with anybody. There are some people like myself who learned at a very early age to sort of subjugate their feelings and not share those. And I continued to make that choice over time. It's also a question of of whether or not those of us in that position trust the other person that we're interacting with. I don't think that empathy can be taught. I think it's something that we're born with. We either have it or we don't. When did I say it was taught? That you learned at a very early age. No, that I learned at a very early age not to display my feelings. That has nothing to do with empathy. I didn't say you don't have any. I just said that there's levels of it. I just think others have it more than some. Some have it more than others. True empaths lack an ability to hide their feelings. There is a difference between an empath and someone who has empathy. You're talking about two different things here. In a sense, but not really, because everyone to some degree has empathy for something. That's nature. Even animals have empathy. Again, there's levels to it. For example, in Austin, there was just a vote to penalize homelessness because a lot of the Republicans have no empathy for the poor. None. They will see somebody on the street corner and they'll be like, here's a dollar. But that same person, they wouldn't even consider twice to make sure that they had a place to live or that they didn't go to jail. So again, there's levels to empathy. The thing I wanted to talk about, Joe Rogan at UFC 261, Thug Rose, had just won a big match. A lot of history that goes into what happened behind this match. It was a big deal for her. He's interviewing her. And he goes, you did it again. And she goes, I did it again. And she's like very emotional. And as Joe Rogan is interviewing her, he's overcome with emotion. As she's crying, he begins crying. 
I think that Joe Rogan is a natural empath. I don't think that makes Joe Rogan an empath. I think that makes him willing to publicly experience some empathy and perhaps in other instances, sympathy. I don't think that makes you an empath. From the way I understand it, an empath is someone who experiences a great deal of empathy, but then takes that to sort of the nth degree where they take it on as their own experience whether or not you missed up or break into tears when someone else is undergoing a great victory or a great struggle, I don't think that makes you an empath. I think that means that you have empathy. I think Joe Rogan completely took on her experience. He felt the joy that she felt. He felt everything that she has struggled for in this moment. And as she wept, he wept with her for joy. That's empathy. That's an empath. I'm still going to argue that there's a difference between empathy and an empath. And I'm not sure that that would ever prove to me that that makes Joe Rogan an empath instead of just like a normal freaking human being who, when surrounded by a crowd of cheering people or interviewing a crying, overwhelmed victor, wouldn't share that experience. I mean, I would if I was doing it. Would you? Yeah. Absolutely. I don't know about that. Have you ever shared anything with me to the point where you were incredibly overwhelmed and allow yourself to have that experience? Like, I don't think you can sit here and call me out and say that I don't have empathy because in order to see me demonstrate any kind of empathy, you might have to be in a position yourself of ultimate vulnerability. Never said you, you didn't have empathy. I said just the opposite. I said everybody has a certain sense of empathy. It comes in layers. However, I don't think that you're an empath. I think Joe's an empath. It's not just with the Rose thing, with a lot of things, Joe takes on the feelings and the understandings of the people that he interviews and talks with, which is why I think his show really has changed a lot because when he's in California, his show is very much like Californians and very much like the LA culture. And as he came to Austin, his show morphed into something completely unique to us, but very common to Austin and to Texas. Empaths are almost, in a sense, like a chameleon. A chameleon adapts to its environment. And empaths do the same thing, but with emotion and with understanding. And, and they become part of that individual or sometimes part of that community that they're around. And that's the unique thing about empaths. I think it's cool to see one. He's one that I definitely recognize. So I'm going to call it out, Joe Rogan's an empath. I know you said earlier you think he's an idiot, but I think he's an empath. Uh, let's be careful about what you throw in there to say that I say. I think he's an idiot for what he said about vaccines the first time around. I don't think he's an idiot because he demonstrates empathy and sympathy in public and on his show. I think that Joe made those comments because of who he was interviewing. And again, he kind of took on the nature and understanding of the person he was interviewing. Joe has clarified that he's not an anti-vaxxer. I'm definitely not an anti-vaxxer, but don't forget this vaccine was done under the Trump operation. It had a lot of flaws in it, and it was handed over to the Biden administration who couldn't say, guys, this is really a soup sandwich. This isn't tested. This is high risk. We don't really know the results, the long-term, the five to 10 years results of taking these vaccines. And he just had to go for it. I'm not big on the vaccines either. I definitely think social distancing is better, you know, and trying to not open up everything is way better. 
Let's get back to empaths. So I've looked it up on the internets because you prefer when I do that. On the internets? I love saying it that way because it just makes me feel better about life. Dr. (laughs) Judith Orloff, who is apparently the author of something called The Empath's Survival Guide, offers this short quiz to evaluate whether or not you're an empath. Good. Yay, let's take it. So have I been labeled as too emotional or overly sensitive? Your anger button gets hit pretty hard sometimes, but that'd be about it. There you go. Yep. But again, that's from your perspective, right? So you don't know my other friends or how they see me. Okay. If a friend is distraught, do I start feeling it too? Depends. Next. Are you answering for me or are you answering for yourself? Maybe a little bit of both. Keep going. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Are my feelings easily hurt? Uh, Extremely so. Next. Am I emotionally drained by crowds requiring time alone to revive? Um, mm, mm. Next. Do my nerves get frayed by noise, smells, or excessive talk? Noise, I don't know. Smells, mm, excessive talk. For me personally, it depends. I can't stand the smell of eggs. That just makes me disgusted. I wear earplugs a lot. Yes, you do. That's noise, smell. What was the other one? Excessive talk. Excessive talk, probably no, because I hear every single conversation. If 10 people are talking in a room, I hear nine conversations. Do I prefer taking my own car places so that I can leave when I please? That you do. For sure. (laughs) Do I overeat to cope with emotional stress? I don't know. Every single day. I'll stop eating. Am I afraid of becoming engulfed by intimate relationships? You can answer that one on your own. I don't know. Maybe. There you go. Okay. So I am seven out of seven. I certainly have been labeled as too emotional or overly sensitive, but that happened early in my childhood. So I learned to turn that off really fast. And that goes back to what I was saying before. When you have these experiences as a small child or a young adult, you adapt really quickly so that you continue to fit in, right? If a friend is even mildly upset, I feel it, definitely. Are my feelings easily hurt? 110%. Am I emotionally drained by crowds? You will often hear me say, I can't stand being around people. I don't want to go there. I don't want to do that thing. Do my nerves get frayed by noise, smells, or excessive talk? It's a miracle some days that I get through my life. Like right now, I'm having this terrible reaction to the smell that comes from the dishwashing detergent that we use in our automatic dishwasher. I always take my car places. Don't get me trapped with anybody else with a different timeline than mine. Overeating, yes. Terrified of becoming engulfed by intimate relationships. I'm not doing this to say, look at me, I'm an empath. What I'm doing is trying to indicate to you that you don't always know what the other person is going through. The ability to share those kinds of things with people depends on the relationship you have with that person. Can I trust that person to listen to me and to give me some empathy or sympathy in return? Earlier when I said it, you wanted to move on quickly. You didn't want to hear what I was asking. You didn't want to hear what I was saying necessarily. And so I automatically assumed that you were turning me off and that you wanted to only prove your own point, which then further drives me into an inability to actually communicate on a legitimate level with you. If you want to consider yourself an empath, that's cool. You know, you just asked me to be honest with you. I just said, I think you have empathy. Sure. Like I said, everybody has empathy. Even the Republicans who voted to harm the poor out here in this anti-homeless thing, they have empathy. I'm sure that they see a little puppy and they're like, oh, the poor little puppy. I'm sure a bunch of them have little kitty videos they get off YouTube. Oh, look at the cute little cat. 
when it comes to having empathy for the poor and, and the homeless or wanting to build a wall to keep people out or having a Muslim ban, empathy has levels. Part of humanity is empathy. It's required. However, wars are fought because there is not empaths in charge anywhere. So who do you think in Congress is an empath? Or do you think there's anyone in Congress that's an empath besides Bernie Sanders? I don't think it's my business based on my own experience with empathy and empathedness to be able to say, oh, that person is that thing. Because my own experience tells me that we all hide a lot of our experience. And so I may see Bernie Sanders as an empath, maybe... We're not seeing the truth of anyone, especially with politicians, because politicians have a certain set of rules that they have to play within to entice the vote, to get reelected, to act in an official political representative capacity. And a lot of that is governed by rules of conduct, right? You know, sort of this unwritten rule of how a politician should conduct themselves. I don't think I could judge Anyone And why is it important to know whether or not someone is an empath? If you have your choice between a psychopath and an empath, which one do you want to rule over the people and to be a representative for the people? Answer, not the psychopath. <laughs> exactly. I don't necessarily know that there's any way to determine whether or not someone is, quote unquote, an empath. I think it's a little easier with a psychopath because they can't help themselves. But half of the country did not think that the last president was a psychopath. The question is, can people have a correct perception? And I don't think we can. I disagree. Half the country did know he was a psychopath. Another third of the country just didn't care that he was a psychopath. So we need to know about our leaders. I completely disagree with your statement on that. So how are you going to determine whether or not somebody's this thing that you like to call an empath? By their actions, it's very easy. You don't look at what they say they're going to do. You look at what they've done. Joe Rogan shows over and over again that he's an empath because he gets into these situations and he gives you a great interview because he can feel for the person he's talking to. That's how it should be for a congressman. Bernie Sanders got out there and he said things and then he did things. He proved that he cared about people and that people came first. And he was like, it's not me, it's us. That's the kind of leader I want. Not one that's like, okay, let's ban these people. Let's build a wall to separate from these people. And let's blame these people for my failed policies, which cut my entire country a pandemic. That's a psychopath and a liar. We judge everything from the food we eat. You smell it, you taste it, and then you eat it. To who we hang out with, you listen to what they say. That's a stupid joke. That's a disgusting joke. And... I don't like the way that you dress or smell. To what we watch on television, the trailer looked really good, but the show sucks. We judge everything. That's the exact same thing you should do with your politician. Politicians, most of what we see of them sort of in the media is the trailer, right? So you're not actually seeing what they do. And it's incumbent upon us to go, okay, the trailer looked like this. And now I'm seeing them act completely differently. And then, yes, I can make a decision at that point. I don't know that a lot of people get past the trailer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a cool thing. I want to participate. I don't think a lot of people then look back and go, let me count up the votes that they made in the Congress. Let me review all the public speeches they made. I don't know a lot of people doing that. We want to buy the hype of the trailer. Then do it. Take a look at Bernie's record. Do it. 
Take a look at what Trump did. Do it. Take a look at even AOC, who sounded good in the trailer, but you know, so far the first round really hasn't been that spectacular. Is she still a good person? Yeah, but I can see she's actually trying to make things happen. All of these things are so easy to do. We have the internets, as you call it. Use the internet. Look up their history. Say, hey, what has he done? What bills has this person brought forth? What did Bernie do as a mayor? What did he do as a congressman? What has he done as a senator? I think we can do this. I think it's very simple. And again, I'm going to even start looking harder for the way of the empath. That's all I got on that one for now. All right. I'll talk to you next time. Please like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash 17 minutes podcast. If you're enjoying this show, please share it with your friends and family. This podcast wouldn't be possible without the support of our sponsors. They're listed on our website and social media. Check them out. Have a blessed Sabbath. Shabbat Shalom.